The other day, I went to lunch with a hiring manager. He was mentioning he had a number of applicants for a certain position that was open. He was actually considering one of the candidates, then he told me something that changed his view. Doing this will lose you the interview. You're back with the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, and I'm your host, Craig Ansell. This is episode 72. Doing this will lose you the interview. Okay, wow. First off, that sounds dramatic. But give me time to explain. You've prepared. You've researched. You've finally found a job that you're interested in. You're going through the steps. You're going through the motions. You're thinking about how to apply, what to write, what your comments will be. Are there video interview questions? Maybe what will you wear? It's kind of an exciting time. You dig up your resume, and hopefully, if you've been listening to me for quite some time, you know the resume needs to be dusted off and polished up. It needs to be focused on that specific individual job that you're going to apply for. And what's more, you want to make sure you learn something about that company through their ads, through their website, through some of your research. You want to make sure that you stand out when you apply using your resume. And if a cover letter is required, don't forget to write a sharp one. So let's say you do all that and you submit your resume and or cover letter. But before you even get the opportunity to find out if you're going to interview, you send a thank you letter to the hiring company, appreciating the fact that they allowed you to apply. That's a bit untraditional. The problem in this particular case came when the thank you letter, the appreciation letter, was written oh so poorly. It had spelling errors. It had grammar errors and it just didn't convey the point well. The hiring manager I spoke about in the introduction actually shared they were considering interviewing the person based on their strong resume. Ouch! Sending a thank you or an appreciation letter just to remind them that you applied, that is a different technique, I admit. That's something we haven't talked about on the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I find it an interesting one. However, if you're going to send any type of communication to a hiring company, hiring manager, recruiter, anyone playing the role in the filtration process, you need to make double, even triple sure that you check it for spelling errors, grammar errors, that it makes sense what you've written, and there's flow. What I mean by flow is, is that there's a storyline, there's a message in it. You just don't want to show up, hey, here I am, boom. You want to introduce yourself, you want to link your content to the open position and show how you provide value and that you can provide something the company can use. With that said, sending an appreciation or thank you letter just because you've applied, again, that's unique. But remember to keep it clean 
and simple and without error, if at all possible. So that leads me into the further conversation with the manager. What caught his eye that drew him to potentially consider interviewing that candidate? If you've hired a resume service or if someone else has done your resume for you, good for you. Just remember, your resume should truly, accurately, authentically represent you. There should never, ever be any stretches of the truth, any imagination written in. Just state the facts. If someone helped you write your resume and or cover letter, and they had stronger capabilities than you as far as for written or oral communication, that's fine that you've received help. Maybe you went through my resume masterclass or my cover letter masterclass. But in the end, you're still the one to write that resume and cover letter. The classes such as mine give you guidance and direction to remove the fear, the anxiety, and the unknown so that you can walk through on a step-by-step basis and get it done successfully, increasing your chances for that interview. So what happened in this particular case with this appreciation or thank you letter that was written just for the fact that the applicant was able to apply and send in their resume and or cover letter? I don't really know, truth be told. However, if the person was writing out of uh, haste and they were in such a hurry just to make sure that they said something as a reminder, that can be a problem. Anytime we're in the emotional side of our brain, we're very unlikely to think logically. We're not likely to use data or fact-based information. Why I bring that up is because I've worked with some recent resume masterclass and cover letter masterclass students. And what has happened, some of these students are very unhappy with their existing roles at their company. Or in one case, one of the students is transitioning and currently looking for work. When you're upset and worried about where money's going to come from to pay your next bill, or how much more do I have to put up with this before I find another job, you might be shifting to the emotional side. And when you do, you're lacking the logical, data-based, conclusion-based side thinking in your brain. I'm talking about that because I'll never see this appreciation or thank you letter that we're talking about. And I don't need to. But hearing the details about the spelling errors, the grammar, the lack of continuity, that there was no story, there was no message, that's the problem we face with this particular episode. The role that the hiring manager was working on would have required great skills in oral and written communication. Seeing that letter helped him make a strong decision that this applicant was not capable of communicating and performing in the role. Thus, the interview will not be granted. Now, let's say that that letter never was sent and that that particular candidate had an opportunity to phone, video, or in-person interview. If you remove the emotion and put it to the side, and that particular candidate is truly capable of communicating in a strong, clean, clear manner, has great listening skills, 
pauses before responding so that they can digest the information and answer respectfully and in concise words, that would change everything. That's what a role like that needs when you're relating to clear, concise communication, orally and in writing. And in writing, by the way, just isn't sending formal letters via mail or secure carrier. It's also about email today, because emails with company letterhead stand as formal documents. When you send something on behalf of your company, it's relatively binding when it comes to the message you're conveying. You need your words, your statements, your message, your stories when you write emails or formal letters to convey a clean, clear, crisp point. If there's multiple questions involved, make sure you break those out so that it can be clearly understood what you're asking for when you're doing data research or discovery. If you're responding to multiple questions, clearly break out your responses so that it can be seen by the reader what you're attempting to explain, what you're attempting to respond to. I diverged a little from today's episode, Doing This Will Lose You the Interview. But the entire message for today's episode is about clean, clear, crisp communication. And that's a two-way street, by the way. It's not just being able to speak clearly and cleanly with the right choice of words. It's also about the words, actions, and mannerisms you don't convey. That's followed by having the ability to listen, gather your thoughts, and then effectively and respectively pause and respond. In fact, there's a famous quote that I recall, and it was from Stephen R. Covey. I would say he's a famous, accomplished speaker and author. And he said something similar to, most people don't listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. What does that mean exactly? I'm going to explain it in my thoughts. Someone you haven't seen for a while, you come up to, hey, how are you? Great, good, how have you been? Listen, I've been working on, and they start talking. The minute that they hit something of keen interest to you or that you can relate to, especially if it's in the beginning part of the discussion, your mind has locked on to that and you can't wait to tie into the conversation and connect back with how you have something that relates to that so that you have something in common, something to discuss further. That's great. The problem is your friend continues to speak and there may be other parts to his story. There may be other parts to his message that quite frankly get ignored by us locking into that first key point that we have some relevance to. It happens more often than you think. What I would suggest is thinking about how you communicate should be one of your key priorities going forward, whether it's in speech, in writing, in email, or formal written letter. Remember, doing this will lose you the interview. 
And although it's a little bit unorthodox to send an appreciation or thank you letter just to the hiring company because they received or accepted your resume and application potentially with cover letter, any type of communication that you're going to send out should be double, even triple checked. And depending on how important that document is, you should at least get one, if not more, peer reviews. That peer can be a coworker, can be a family friend, can be a family member, heck, even a neighbor, as long as you have a good relationship with them. You can ask them things like, what message do you get when you read this? How do you think my tone sounds? Does this sound formal or does it sound more casual? Is there anything on the letter that you would change if you were applying for a job? Oh, by the way, here's what I'm doing. I've just submitted a job application, my resume, or you could say my resume and cover letter. I plan on sending this letter in a couple days just to remind the company that I applied and also thank them. Do you think I should send it? Or what do you think about me sending that letter? For all you know, that person you're speaking to might have had some job hiring experience. Perhaps they were a human resource professional, a hiring manager, or had staff under them. You could ask them, what would you do if you received a letter like this? Would it put me in the yes pile for, hey, they're following up, let's make sure we interview them? Would it put me in the no pile? So just some food for thought there. When you take actions to communicate, again, in any method, manner, or format, make sure the message is clear, concise, and has a value. If there's no point in sending it, don't send it. Double check yourself before that next document or phone call happens. Make sure you have a clean, clear message and you don't run into what happened today. And actually having a strong resume and or cover letter with a sound application will get you a lot further than sending an appreciation or thank you letter that's poorly written because you're in a stressful mind or a stressful time and your emotional side is taking over. We have a lot of free resources on our website, craigancel.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L.com. You can also listen to our podcast there if one of your favorite podcast players is down. And some of our freebies have downloads. Feel free to grab those today. We help out in a variety of situations, and you never know how our downloads could help you succeed in your career growth journey. If there's something that you don't see on our website or a topic that we're not covering on our podcast, please reach out to us. We're on social media, at Craig Ansel for LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can always reach me directly because I'm interested in helping you. Craig at CraigAnsel.com. Finally, if you've enjoyed our podcast episode and we're off to an amazing start, we're all the way up to episode 72. Please share the word with others. We're on all major players. We're looking to help as many people as possible. And if you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Make sure you reach out to us if you're struggling. I've been there and done that, and that's part of the reason why I have this podcast. I don't want you to struggle with what I already have done. That way, I can share what has not worked for me and what has and you can pick the best suggestions to help you succeed in a most efficient 
and quick manner. Have a great week ahead. Thank you for listening to me, Craig Ansell, on the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Blessings.